Well, I will start with your story of the day, and this is how it goes. There was a British man who boarded a flight, and he put his bag up, and he sat down in his seat, and he looked over at the guy next to him, and he discovered it was Albert Einstein. And then the plane took off, and they were in the air, and they didn't really talk much, but eventually Einstein broke the silence, and he said, you know what, it's a long flight. Why don't we have a little competition? I'll ask a question, and if you can't answer it, you give me $5. Then, then, you ask me a question, and if I can't answer it, said Einstein, I'll pay you $500. The British guy thought it was a great deal if I can't answer it five, if he can't answer it 500. So he told Einstein, all right, you go first. And Einstein said, okay, how far is the moon from the earth? And the British guy thought and thought and said, you know what, I really don't have an exact answer. Here's $5. Then he looked at Einstein and said, what goes up a hill with three legs and comes down with four? And Einstein worked through all of his knowledge of science and he couldn't figure out and gave the man $500. Then it was Einstein's turn again and Einstein said, before I ask you my next question, what does go up a hill with three legs and come down with four? And the British man put his hand into his pocket and gave him five dollars. <laughs> well, we are in, we're in week two of our series called What a Life. And we're talking about what does life look like on this side of the resurrection of Jesus Christ? What does the Christian life look like in the light of the empty tomb? Last week, if you were here, Pastor Hope talked about the Christian life as an abundant life. Jesus came that you could have life and have life to the full. And this week, we're talking about the Christian life as a life of gratitude, of thankfulness. Because when you come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and you come to under given Himself to us in His Son, Jesus Christ, that Jesus died in our place, and was raised from the dead on Easter Sunday so that we could have new and eternal life, the only proper response to a gift like that is gratitude. Gratitude is the only proper response to what the Lord has done for us. And the Apostle Paul, in one of the great chapters on the Christian life, Colossians 3, tells the church at Colossae that they are invited and really commanded to live their lives in Christ to live their lives as children of God, to live as though they were raised with Christ to new life. What Paul does in Colossians 3 is a little bit like a chemistry teacher saying to a high school senior who has just been caught saran wrapping the principal's BMW, you are a senior in high school. You should snap out of the immaturity and start acting like you are bound for Harvard in the fall. The church at Colossae wasn't having the kind of behavioral problems that a lot of other churches under Paul's oversight were having. But this church, this church of so many new Christians, new people in their faith, discovering what it means to live in the light of the resurrection of Jesus, they were having trouble sometimes living as mature people of God. And Paul said to them, it is time to throw off the immaturity and to start living like you're a child of the King. Paul teaches in Colossians 3 that they don't need to do anything to be part of God's family. They already are part of God's family. They don't need to do something in order to be accepted by God. They've already been accepted. 
Paul says, Colossians 3, the Christian life is not about rules, it's not about regulations, it's not about religious practice. The Christian life for Paul is a life lived in gratitude toward God who has been so good to us and allowing our hearts to be filled with thankfulness toward the Lord for all He has done for us and who we are in Him. The Christian life for Paul is a life filled with gratitude toward God who has been gracious to us and allowing your heart to be filled with thankfulness toward God for everything He has done for you and for who you are in Him. And when the gratitude overflows, that's Christian service, that's Christian obedience, that's being part of God's kingdom and changing the world for God's glory. I know that's a lot to take in. We're only going to focus on one little section of that, which is this. The key component, one of the key components of the Christian life is to let our hearts be filled with gratitude toward God for what He has done for us and who He has made us in Him. We're going to talk three verses. We'll be out of here in no time. Each verse has something to say about gratitude and then you can go home. Here's the first one, Colossians 3, verse 15. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body, and be thankful. Has anybody here ever looked at a Where's Waldo book? If you're below 30 or 28 or 25, You've looked at a Where's Waldo book, but if you're a teacher or you have kids, I'll bet you've seen one. Where's Waldo is an illustrated children's book, and you open it up, and on each set of pages, you have a huge crowd. There's a huge crowd that we're going to look at. This is what one of the pages looks like. And Waldo is hidden in the crowd. Waldo is wearing this striped shirt. Can anybody see Waldo? Where is Waldo? Can you see him? Anybody? It's kind of hard. If you get the book itself and look up close, you can find him. I'll show you where he is. Where's Waldo? You see him? If you zoom in, that's Waldo. He's hidden on a beach. It's probably Anna Maria. So if you go out there, you can find him. What we're going to do today is we're going to play Where's Waldo with all three verses of Colossians 3, 15, 16, and 17. And I want you to tell me where's Waldo in this verse. And by Waldo, I mean gratitude. Where does Paul say anything about gratitude? Colossians 3, 15. Can you see it? <laughs> he says it at the end. He says, and be thankful. He's not talking about external gratitude. He's talking about what's on the inside of a person. I find it really interesting that Paul doesn't say, and write a ton of thank you notes. He doesn't say, and when somebody holds the door for you, say thank you as a courtesy to be nice. He doesn't say, go around all chipper all the time and pretend to be thankful. He says this, and be thankful. That is on the inside of a person. That's what he means. You can have frustration and resentment in your heart and still write a thank you note. And you know what? If you've gotten a thank you note from me, doesn't mean I was all that happy. <laughs> you can do that to your friends. You can write a thank you note and not truly be thankful and grateful on the inside. You can be in a bad mood at dinner and turn your steak back and say, that thing is way overcooked. 
and then they bring you a new steak and you're just bitter and you say thank you. But you're not really grateful in your heart. I can appear thankful on the outside. I can put myself in a place of thankfulness. But I cannot by my own willpower be thankful on the inside. I can pretend to be thankful. I can act thankful. But I can't truly be thankful on the inside apart from the grace of God. And what the Christian life means for us, what life with Jesus on this side of the resurrection means in the light of Easter Sunday, it means a life lived in gratitude toward God for His grace towards us. One of the most thoughtful Christian theologians of the last century said this, On the side of God, it is only a matter of free grace, and this in the form of benefit. For the other partner to whom God turns in the covenant of grace, the only proper thing, but the thing which is unconditionally and inescapably demanded, is that we should be thankful. From God's point of view, He's given us grace undeserved. Not because we did something to earn it, but because God is such a loving person that out of the overflow of His love, He's poured grace into our lives And that is in this, that he gave us his son, Jesus Christ, so we could know him and be in relationship with him. That is grace. From our side, as people in relationship with the God who has been gracious to us in Jesus Christ, all that we can give to God, but what we must give to God is that we should be thankful to him for his grace. You cannot have a healthy relationship with your spouse or your kids or your friends If you are not grateful to them, if you don't show appreciation and thanks when they give you something good, and we've received something really good from God, we've received God's best, we've received God's Son, the Lord Jesus died for our sin, and as this theologian said, radically and basically, all sin is simply ingratitude, which means that the Lord Jesus took our ingratitude with him to the cross and put it to death, and bore the punishment of our ingratitude toward our generous God, and he was raised to life so we could have a new and better life and an eternal life with the God who has been gracious to us. The Lord Jesus died. He rose again. The only proper response to a gift like that is gratitude. And when you really receive that gift in the power of the Holy Spirit, and God changes your heart from wherever it was before and makes it into a heart that is grateful to Him for His grace, that's incredible. We can't change our own hearts. We cannot do it. We cannot make an ungrateful heart into a grateful one. But God promises this, I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone, and I will give you a heart of flesh. That is what Paul means, I think, when he says, and be thankful. And then he says this, verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and with gratitude in your hearts. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God. Paul admonishes the church to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And what that means is to let the scripture Soak up your heart and your mind to hear from God, to be encouraged by God from what He says in the Bible. 
and allow it to shape you and lead your life. That is how we encourage each other as a church. I've been here so many Sundays. Pastor Hope, every time she comes up here, she talks about the Word of God, about the Bible, what God has said to us. I've never come to this church and seen Pastor Hope talk about a book that she read that was on the New York Times bestseller list. I've never seen her come in here with a newspaper article to talk about that. She comes in here every Sunday and she talks about the Word of God, which is God's encouragement and His gift to us. And if it is new to you to read the Bible every day, I'd encourage you to try it. It's not supposed to be a legalistic thing. If you miss a day, that's fine. But it is a great way to start or end the day to before you leave the house in the morning, read a psalm, a prayer to God. And before you go to bed at night, you can read a chapter out of the Gospel of John or Isaiah and let that fill your mind and your heart before you go to bed. That's a great way to live the Christian life. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. We haven't found Waldo yet. So let's keep looking. Can you tell me in this verse, where is Waldo? Where's the gratitude? Does anybody see it? Paul says, with gratitude in your heart, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God. Once again, isn't this really interesting to you? I find this fascinating. Paul does not say, he does not say, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. That's not what he says. He doesn't say, come together and rock on and plug in your instruments and project the words and praise God. He doesn't say that. What he says is this. With gratitude in your heart, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God. When we come here and have music and songs, that's the form of what we do on Sundays. It's a good thing. But the content of what we do here, what is going on underneath the songs and the words and the music is hearts filled with gratitude toward God. The person I think of and probably a lot of you think of when you think of a verse about praising God with gratitude in your heart is Dennis Alexander. Do you remember Dennis, one of the first members of the well? He biked to our church. He served with the ushers. He did whatever we needed done on Sundays, but he suffered from epilepsy and he had tremendous health challenges. And if you think about your own health challenges, they may be great, but I'll bet Dennis's were far greater. He had the most difficult health circumstances that a person could ever have. And you know what Dennis did? He didn't harden his heart toward God. He didn't become bitter. He did not become ungrateful. He met the Lord as a teenager, and from that day all the way to his last days with us, he lived his life worshiping God with gratitude in his heart. He would come in here on Sunday, and he would talk about how grateful he was to be here and to worship God, to have another opportunity to praise God. And you could see it when he raised his hands and bowed his head that that was a person who worshiped God with gratitude in his heart. That was authentic worship of God. That is the kind of worship that we all on our best days want to give to God. But it's not easy to do. And it's not easy, especially when things are not going too well on the outside. And that is something we have to ask for God's help with. We need to ask God to change our hearts.
and do a miracle and put gratitude inside so we can praise Him with gratitude in our hearts no matter what is going on on the outside. And that is something you can go home and ask God for. You can say, Lord, please help me to worship You with gratitude in my heart even though life is really hard right now. Final verse, Colossians 3.17. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Where is Waldo here? Where's the gratitude? Whatever you do, in word or deed, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, give thanks to God the Father through Him. This is Paul's cover all your bases verse. If Paul was not an evangelist, he would be an attorney. He has closed every gratitude loophole known to man. If the bar were a little lower, we would kind of enjoy it. Don't you think if the gratitude bar were a little lower and the Scripture taught us, be grateful when the weather's perfect and when you're in a good mood, and when you're on summer vacation, and when your family's with you, and when they're getting along, and all the circumstances of life lend themselves to gratitude. Wouldn't that be nice, kind of an achievable level of gratitude that God calls us to? But that's not what God says. The bar is set on the highest rung, the loopholes are all closed, and we are called to give thanks to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever we do, in word or deed. That is everything, and that is always. Paul says in another place, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That's not an easy thing to do. It is not easy when you're suffering, or when you're mourning, or when you're worried, or when you're upset, or when you don't know where you're going, or when you see somebody you love fighting an awful disease, or when you don't know what the future holds, when the prognosis is grim, it is not easy to give thanks to God in all circumstances. But that is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It is not easy to always, whatever we do, in word or deed, give thanks to God the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. But that is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And that is God's will for you, not because God has unrealistic expectations, not because God is out of touch with reality, but because our Lord has been there before and He proved that gratitude is the only way forward in life. One time our Lord was in a place of deep mourning for a dear friend and all He could think to do was pray. And despite the pain that He felt, God flooded His heart with gratitude and Jesus prayed this, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. Do you believe today that God hears every prayer that you pray? That anytime you pray to God about anything happening in your life, God hears you always. Do you believe that? Maybe your prayer today when you go home should be, Lord, I thank you that you've heard me. And I thank you that you always hear me when I pray to you because no matter how bad life looks, you hear me, Lord. And I thank you for that. In light of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, there is no other way to live. 
except with gratitude in your heart toward God. Give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And it may look different for every single one of us. Maybe it means you go home and you pray every day this week before you leave the home. Lord, please fill my heart with gratitude. Please give me a heart that is grateful toward you in the power of your Holy Spirit. Maybe it means you go home this afternoon and write down 50 things that you are grateful to God for. And that can be hard to come up with 50, but if you sit there and say, Lord, help me think of 50 things that I'm grateful to you for, he'll give it to you. Maybe it means talking with a close friend and saying, I am having trouble being grateful to God and I need you to say a prayer for me. Maybe you could tell some important people in your life that you were thinking about them this week and thinking about how grateful you are to God that they are in your life. Maybe you could spend a few minutes each day before you go to bed thanking God for all the ways he's been good to you. It's going to look different for every single person here, but I encourage you to let the gratitude be expressed toward God. And whatever you do, Whatever you do to express gratitude toward God this week, don't forget to thank Him for the gratitude itself because gratitude is a gift from God. And it comes in the power of the Spirit. And we all struggle with it sometimes in life. And we have to ask God to make our hearts more grateful. And we will wait and allow Him to pour His gratitude into our lives in the power of the Spirit. And we take whatever measure of gratitude He's given us and we look for ways to express it And we keep on praying and asking God to grow our gratitude toward Him and fill our hearts with thankfulness toward Him. We ask God to help us to live the Christian life, which is a life where whatever we do, whether in word or in deed, we do everything in the name of God the Father, giving thanks to our Lord through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you today. Many of us have different things going on in our lives. Many of us sometimes struggle with gratitude. And Lord, we pray that before we leave here today, that you would speak to us by your Spirit, that you would give us a renewed sense of thankfulness toward you that you would fill our hearts with gratitude, that you would do kind of a miraculous work in our lives. We pray that this week we could live our lives as faithful witnesses of you, that people could look at our lives and say, there is something different about that person. And I think what it is, is that they're thankful to God despite the things going on in their life. Lord, we pray for your help. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your care. Thank you for giving us your son. We pray all of this in your name. Amen.